Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Guy Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of My Orgasmic Life. All right, we are going to talk about today. First of all, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to my audience. You're listening, you're watching, you're subscribing, your interactions. It's the reason why I do what I do. <laughs> right? So I just want everybody who's listening right now to know that I think you are spectacular and you should pat yourself on the back for making a great life choice of spending time with me. <laughs> okay. So as always, make sure you read the content warning because you want to make sure that you're in the right place. And I'm talking about the right topic that's not going to freak you out. Because <laughs> remember, I always come with a content warning. <laughs> All right. So. Um, I'm all like, you know, for, you know, if you're like, whoa, she's really giddy today. I just came out from the dungeon. So um, Mistress Dana uh, has been uh, torturing one of my little subbies for me, um, taking care of his, uh, his torture needs, his submission needs for the last, you know, while I was recovering from being sick. So, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen him. I haven't spent any time with him in a while. So, and he didn't know, it's very exciting actually. He didn't know I was going to show up. So, you know, this is why if you're listening, you hear the giddiness, that's because I just got to hit somebody, which always makes me happy. <laughs> and um, if you're watching and I'm, you know, all done up, I got my corset on. Um, I got my corset on. And I'm looking sexy, so if you're wanting to see me, go watch me on YouTube. Okay, so today's topic is actually inspired. Um, the other day, I was sitting around. I was having. I had a meeting this uh, with uh, an, with this guy who is uh, has launched a kinky dating app. And we're in talks about creating some resources for kinky dating. And so, uh, you know, that conversation got me kind of inspired uh, about having today's conversation. So I want to, I want to talk to all the subby men, I'm calling all the subby men. And if you aren't a subby men, man, you may want to listen um, so that you can maybe understand some men a little bit better. Okay and what they struggle with. 
So today we're going to talk about how to come to terms with being a submissive male in a society that does not support uh, submissiveness in men because it's seen, it's deemed and seen as a weakness. So this is the conversation we're going to have, but it was inspired and, and stay tuned because, you know, we'll see what happens with this uh, kinky dating app. Um, they may come on board and we may do some beautiful, amazing things together. And if you're single, it be, might be a very great place to find a lifestyle, uh, your lifestyle person or people, right? Again, I'm ethically non-monogamous. You don't have to just have one. <laughs> you can have many, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Okay. So let's talk about the submissive male. And when I say submissive male, I mean anybody who identifies as male. Okay, so in the society, in particular in North American society, we still, even though we've come a long way, we still have gender roles, gender bias, uh, belief systems that are attached to how one should be at any particular gender. So to dip, typically, the male gender role is being large and in charge, on top of things, alpha, macho, uh, you know, um, you know, you can build things, do things. Okay. Which of course is only one aspect of masculinity. That's it's just, you know, that's only one aspect. There's many, many aspects. So what I see happen and struggle often with my submissive men, my little subby men, um, is that they struggle to accept and be okay with who they are. Because there's a continual, every time they decide to serve, to kneel down before me, to uh, surrender to not being in charge, which is both amazing and freeing and nothing better in this world. <laughs> um, there's to get to that place, to be able to actually admit it, acknowledge it, explore it. There's this internal struggle that I often have seen many, many males struggle with. And I want to tell you, in case no one has told you, it's okay to be a subby man and you still are a man. Being a man doesn't mean that you deny who you are. Being a man means that you are proud of who you are and can lean into being who you are. Your masculinity and your is not so fragile that you have to follow certain roles the society lays out for you you are still a male even if you're submissive and you're still a guy even if you're submissive and you're still a male even if you like to wear panties and you're still a man if you like to be bent over and fucked in the ass <laughs> you're still a man Okay, so I want to give you permission because often I see 
um, because a lot of other males may are not necessarily, again, we're playing, there's these roles that we got going on. So, you know, when I'm having conversations with, uh, you know, alpha dominant men, and I talk about the joys, for example, I'll talk about the joys of, you know, my little subbies in the dungeon and, you know, how much fun I have with them. And, you know, and I can see that the dominant men struggle and they see, see those subbies as less than men. So it, it's, it's something that really happens all over the place. So your peers, your, your male peers may see less may see you as less you think you're less and that defend that defines on how you feel okay with being who you are and not to mention the life that you create to support it and the truth is is that even those alpha dominant men because okay let's take me for example i'm as dominant as it comes <laughs> i'm like World domination, <laughs> ethical, ethical world domination, <laughs> okay, and yet, and that was, I know, for my own struggle as being, you know, for me, the piece of being like a strong, independent, feminist, powerhouse, dom, woman, for me to like be accepting of my submissive side um, was a huge struggle for me. It took me many, many years to come to, to the place of like, I need the balance of submission to offset my, my need to dominate the world. <laughs> and it's not just dominating the world. People give me their power all the time. I'm standing somewhere. People are start. They, everybody wants to give me power. It's just the nature of my, my, my essence of who I am. I even more, dom more, even dominant people are like, yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> It just happens. It's just who I am. And yet I have become actually more of a powerhouse in the world because I give space for the submissive side of me to come out, to be taken care of, to serve, to be used <laughs> by my master. And so even if you are, because there's two types of, there's typically two types of subbies. There's the alpha sub who is large and in charge in their life. They, they're in charge of their everywhere, work, family, relationships. They're the ones who take lead. They're the ones who make decisions. They're the, they're, they're in charge. So I'm an alpha sub. <laughs> okay. And yet the need to surrender, the need to let go of control, the need to quiet your mind, the need to be on a break where you don't have to make any decisions is incredibly balancing and good for one's soul and well-being. So you can still, even if you're, even if you're alpha and you're dominant in the world, if you want to have some balance and to surrender, that doesn't make you not a man. It just makes you a well-round, well-balanced human being and a well-round, balanced male is what that makes you. Because you have, if you have some place where you can surrender and let go of control, it gives your brain a break. It gives your being a break. 
then you actually can then show up more for the rest of the world when you need to. And for you subby subs, that's the other kind of subs, where you are genuinely, your nature is a caretaker, a nurturer, you love serving, you love, you know, making life, people's lives better. Um, and you tend to be, you're just very submissive in your life. And sexually, that's also who, you know, how you roll as well. That doesn't make you less of a man. And that doesn't make you, I don't know, uh, the bottom of the hierarchy of what it means to be a man because you're kind and you may be gentle and you like to serve and you like to be, you like to follow orders. And, you know, those, that doesn't make you less of a man. That just makes you a man that moves in the world that way. Okay. So I just, I was really inspired to just give, this, just to have a conversation about this because this whole place of self-acceptance is a really important part of your well-being as a human being. If we are in constant conflict within ourselves and society around us is telling that, that there's something wrong with us, then we, we end up making decisions to offset who we really are. So what I see often with my clients and eventually their lives seem to change after they've, you know, come to this beautiful space of surrender and safety and being seen and, and being valued for who they are and this beautiful place that happens in the dungeon that they can then go out into the world and be who they want to be, not who society says they have to be. So little things like being able to wear panties as a reminder that they don't always even know they're large and in charge. They also have this other side of them as well. So it's an embodiment of it. It's an embracing. There's different ways in which, you know, people, you know, do that. But, it, but in order to get to that place, you have to come to an acceptance space. Also, when you don't come to an acceptance space, we tend to overcompensate. So I, I find that when there's a struggle inside of somebody and it's especially around embracing their submission and their submissive side, then they ramp up so that no one can know because they're like, oh, somebody's going to find out and then I'm going to get kicked out of the boys club and they're going to all know and blah, blah. So what happens is, is that I see an overcompensation ends up happening. And this is where you end up seeing a lot of douches. Let's call it this douches they're disrespectful they're like they're all puffed up they're you know they're the ah yeah you know like just like all of the the worst possible traits of you know what we see as masculinity uh ramped up it's to its fullest to overcompensate for the fact that they feel they feel that they don't want anybody to know so no one can tell. And they end up having like really like, you know, unhealthy, toxic relationships that, you know, again, don't meet their needs. They end up choosing partners where, you know, they have, they're expected to be, um, expected to be the one that takes charge and leads and all the things because that's societally and the normative the heteronormative roles is that the guy takes charge and the woman follows 
kind of dynamic on uh, you know in baseline in the vanilla world don and i are like sexually liberated and free kinky world but in the average world okay and so they're not you're not being sexually satisfied either because the last thing you want to do is actually be the one that's in charge what you want to do is be told what to do every part of your being is like please tell me how you want to be fucked tell me what you like how can i serve you how can i help you how can i make you come how like that's what the core of you is craving and because you're afraid that you won't be man enough or seen as man enough you end up a lot of times a lot of my subbies end up in really re relationships that they don't have sexual gratification in and as a penis owner if you really aren't turned on you can't fake that shit because your penis is like fuck that i'm out of here Support mission. Nothing about here is sexy. I'm leaving. So then what I see happen is that you end up in sex, people end up in sexless relationships because they really crave this, you know, the submissive really craves is a, you know, a, a partner that can take charge and, and has, and give instructions. And so you end up in a sexless relationship and then you end up masturbating to porn, which is great. And, you know, and you end up in some, you know, kink porn uh, masturbation and you visualize, you know, submissive as a submissive and you get off, but then you feel bad and you feel guilty. It's like this part of yourself that is like a dirty secret. You can't let anybody know. And that's really sad because there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect as a sub. You're perfect as an alpha sub. You're perfect as a subby sub. And you're still a man in both in, in both kinds of subs. Okay. So I want, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk about this piece and honor. I wanted to honor the subs because being a sub is a beautiful thing. And not everybody can be in charge. <laughs> Here's the other part of it from a from a logistical standpoint. Not everybody can be in charge and not everybody can be in charge all the time. So we need people who are going to be submissive at times, who are going to be the leaders. We've got leaders and the followers. We need the followers. No point in leading if you don't have anybody to follow. And there's no point in following if you, like, no point in you trying to lead if you really want to follow. So it's important. All of it's important. And you are important. And there's nothing wrong with you. I keep want to say, I just want to say, you are perfect as you are. You're great. It's wonderful that you're submissive. Now. I hope this helps you embrace who you are. And the next piece of embracing and accepting who you are, it may be either if you're in current relationships, start to have maybe a different kind of conversation. And it may be uh, that you may need some support um, from you know somebody who specializes in uh, relationships and BDSM and power dynamics. Um, to help you as a couple navigate 
that conversation, both navigate that conversation and maybe do some, you know, training to help, you know, your partner find their voice and you be able to surrender and, you know, dive into the world of kink and exploration together. Um, so that's like kind of like the next step. Um, or before you like really dive into that, you know, changing your relationship dynamics or having conversations in your relationship dynamics, um, you may want to reach out and, you know, hire a professional, a pro dom, so that you can have some safe spaces to really explore and uh, have it with somebody who really knows who they are as a, you know, a dom and uh, can like take lead and do all the things and teach you what you need to do and train you to be a good little subby and as well as because uh, it's kind of challenging a little bit and I and I say this that if in your current relationship you don't already have an established power dynamic um, where you get to be sexually submissive and your partner is sexually dominant and you want to explore being submissive but your person who's supposed to be dominant doesn't know how to be dominant, then you end up, it's called topping from the bottom, where you're trying to teach the person what you like from the bottom, which doesn't really work. So I highly recommend, um, you know, as the subby, go find a pro and that pro can help you guys together. That pro could help you separately. Um, to find, you know, your rhythm, what you like, what you don't like, how to, you know, how to create the safe space for both of you um, or all of you if there's more than just two of you. So reach out for that support because it can get really messy. Now, here's what I hear all the time. <laughs> well, I could never, I could never talk to my partner about this. There's no way I could tell my partner that I, I I like to be submissive. There's no way I could tell my partner that I like to wear panties. There's no way that I could tell my partner that, um, you know, I want them to take lead in the bedroom. Um, you know, I, I'd like a spanking. There's no way. They they will freak out. They'll say no. Um, they'll leave me. They won't see me as a man. Like all of those fears. I hear that over and over and over and over again. And here's what I have to say. You may not agree with me and you may not believe me, but it's true nonetheless that most people want to make their partner happy. And so that being said, having that conversation may be bumpy, may be uncomfortable. People may freak out. People might be oh, I'm okay, not okay with it. But what that does is it opens it up because currently not talking about it isn't getting your needs met. Not talking about it isn't making you feel good. Not talking about it isn't creating connection and intimacy in your relationship. Your, your relationship is struggling, whether you are aware of it or not. There is no intimacy. There is no connection on that deep. The, the soul of who you are as a submissive is a submissive. And you are not getting those needs met. So talking about it, not talking about it isn't working either. Okay, so 
what I've seen over and over again, the people who are brave enough to say, okay, now that you've figured out this is what you need and this is what you need to have and what you want and what makes you joyful and makes you happy and the, the best version of you comes out because of it. Um, when you embrace that and you come to this place of acceptance and then you open up the conversation with your partner, your partner may not be okay with it for a moment and your partner may be not okay with it ever, but you need to talk about it. So there could be other options. I've seen where one partner is like, okay, it's not really my, it's not really my thing. Um, but I love our lives together and, um, I love our companionship. Um, so you know what, why don't you go, you go spend time with your, you know, higher dump. Um, that, that, that's an option. <laughs> Another option is, oh, well, I don't know. How about we go to some workshops? Let's go learn together. Let's go explore together. Let's go get some support. Because then your partner also isn't being sexually satisfied. See, most times, both partners are being sexually satisfied. They're not getting their needs met because we're not talking, you're not talking about what you need. And they, you're definitely not bringing your A game. I can guarantee you're not bringing your A game to the bedroom. So your partner ain't getting their needs met either. And your partner probably, if you haven't already had this conversation, your partner partners probably also has a bunch of desires that you don't even know about either. So it opens up the possibility of expanding your sexuality with each other and having deeper intimacy. It opens up the possibility of maybe opening up your relationship so everybody can get their needs met. It opens possibility that you will at least had a conversation and you're no longer suffering in silence. And yes, there is a possibility that that relationship may come to an end. But that's also okay too. It's better to be in a relation, it's better to not be in a relationship that you aren't happy in and you're not having intimacy and connection with your partner better to not be in that relationship and it's better to release them so they can find the true a, a, a better fit for them for themselves and change the dynamic maybe you just are really great friends and can be the best of friends while you each other find you know other people that are better fits for you it doesn't have to be all or nothing there's lots of variables and lots of possibilities but the first one is that as a submissive man, there is nothing wrong with you. You're not a pervert. You're not a deviant. You're not a weirdo. You're not a sicko. You're not, you're not a sissy. Even if you are in the dungeon, <laughs> it doesn't make you less of a man. All right. So here are my invitations to you. I invite you, if you need support, to reach out and we can figure out what it is that I can help you embrace and love your subby side. Okay. Two, <laughs> how I can support you and your relationship and negotiation and so that everybody gets their sexual needs met. I'm also very good at that as well. <laughs> Three, um, you know, I really recommend you joining my BDSM membership program. 
um, because you can then see all sorts of different kinks every month and exploration. And so it's a great way for you to start to explore. Mm, that kind of excited me. Oh, but seeing it real, seeing it not in porn, like true what kinks look like in the dungeon with real people participating in them um, so that, you know, you can realistically be like, oh, I think that's something that turns me on, right on. Add that to my spank bank list, add that to my repertoire of what maybe I'd like to explore one day. <laughs> okay, so those are my invitations. And as always, keep listening. And you are awesome. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you encouraged you and of course made you feel tingly inside <laughs> i just want to take a moment to tell you how much i appreciate the time that you spend and how i really deeply appreciate you listening i do it for you guys the audience and i love and adore you guys so quick loving reminder i am not available for naked pictures getting married having sex or having anybody's babies and when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know. Because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please please come leave some comments now if you're like but i don't want everybody to know what i'm thinking which is okay sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous so you would like that option we have that okay listeners until next time may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure Mwah. Bye bye. <laughs>